The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Well, another uh, podcast. Uh, glad to be back in the studio. It feels great. Feels great. Yeah. Summer is upon us. We have um, Skymont Summer Camp ramping up as this podcast, you know, is released. And uh, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for scouting in summertime, you know? It's really exciting. It's especially exciting because we, you know, summer camp staff has been working so hard to prepare. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were very fortunate to be able to call in all of the heat wave early. So that, uh, you know, it's going to be nice and cool at camp now since it's, it's in the 90s outside, right? <laughs> yeah, Kyle, you're laughing. Ninety like, and above. Kyle's <laughs> laughing like a man who has to go here uh, to camp in was it week one? Kyle, is yeah, that when I'm you're going? week one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't Skymont on a mountain? It is, but that it's still hot up there. Okay, it's still it's, hot. It's cool. There are a lot of trees up there too. Yeah, it's like what five Find or seven. Find me a good shade spot. Five yeah. or seven <laughs> degrees cooler up there than yeah, it is here. Typically, I mean, it's like it's noticeable. Yeah, but it it's. It's still hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cub Master Kyle, we'll start with you. Uh, what's going on in your world of uh, Cub Scouts? Oh, man, we um, just graduated our kids this past week, and we're kind of moving over into some summer activities. You know, we've got, we planned our annual planning meeting, you know, as a pack leadership. We got down when we're going to do that, and um, we're going to be doing a rain gutter regatta in June, and we got Twilight Camp coming up, and... Um, well, as this podcast come out, I always forget that we record these a couple of days before they come out. But June is when we're doing the rain gutter regatta. July, we're going to go do a lookouts game. So, oh, lookouts! Yeah, planning shout some out to Rich Mazingo. Rich Mazingo, um, just getting prepared for our summer, and then we've you know starting our fall planning as well. So we're staying good and busy. And um, I was super excited to see. You know, we recently did our scouting for food. Um, drive as a council and Jared I'll let you say just how many meals we were able to collect absolutely yeah don't steal to. it because I got worried you know Sean asked this well tell us what's going on in the world of scouting and I'm like oh okay I better start making a list so yeah, that's on my had, list Kyle and we hadn't gotten to you yet I know so we we're we'll expecting the CEO to uh, you know have the bigger news well I'll just say that I'm excited that we were able to raise that amount of food it was it's exceptional his, it's exceptional uh, but I do have a question for those of us listening to this podcast who may not know, mm-hmm. please explain what is a rain gutter regatta. A rain gutter regatta. So I think that you can you can still buy the kits in the scout office to make them right. In sure. The shop. Yeah, but a lot of times um, our kids, we you you make your own little sailboat, like a little tiny sailboat that you actually stick in a real rain gutter, like 
that you would put up on your house and then you use a straw to try to blow your homemade sailboat down a rain gutter as fast as you can so it's almost like a pinewood derby but with water gotcha um, so it's a hmm. super fun so did you make activity. your boat did you make your boat already? i haven't yet i haven't yet um i'm gonna try to survive my week at skymont as, the, <laughs> as a camp commissioner and then when i come back we're gonna we're gonna make the sailboat with our with our kiddo <laughs> so you're gonna be at skymont for an entire week yeah yeah i'm going up as a uh, as a volunteer camp commissioner so that's kind of like the customer service rep of scouting i guess is the best way to put it we make sure that everybody is having a good time we make sure that stuff is covered that needs covered and um when issues come up we help um get those issues to the correct places to make sure that we can get stuff resolved now how many boys will you have i will have none um no boys for me no kids well, well how many will be there for the week though oh i don't have that in front of me when are you, when are you going? Week one? Week one, yeah. Estimate. Maybe oh, just I think it's probably 300 total people. Yeah, I want to say mm-hmm. you're right. It's a pretty it's a pretty good-sized week. Crowd. Week two is, mm-hmm. the, is the larger one. That's the one. big week, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, well, Kyle, thanks yeah. for doing that. That's no, a great my thing. Pleasure. And yeah. did they tell you about the uh, responsibilities you're going to have to do a one-person skit at opening campfire did they tell you that responsibility um, or they they didn't tell me that as a matter of fact you better start working on it i'm gonna just no i i I, I, i've learned through the years that cubmaster kyle is better when it's just off the cuff and he doesn't see it coming i don't know about that i don't know about that i am a planner all right uh ceo of boy scouts of america cherokee area council jared what's going on in your scouting world well i'll tell you first of all i continue to be excited with the progress that chattanooga and the surrounding 10 counties we work with are making in regards to the covid and corona situation Mm -hmm. And am very thankful that we've been able to have a full spring of activities outdoors and that those activities have been safe because safety is definitely um, the top priority that we have with all of our activities. And um, we've had working on a thousand participants throughout the spring so far at district and council activities, which wow. is fantastic as uh, Cubmaster, I see. I almost said Cowboy Kyle. You see that? I caught, caught myself. Cubmaster Cub Kyle today. mentioned he's got several names. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, Cubmaster Kyle mentioned the Scouting for Food drive. We just held that just a couple weekends ago. We had uh, over forty of our Cub Scout and Boy Scout Scouts BSA units participate, and they provided over five thousand meals worth of food to the Chattanooga Area Food Bank, which is phenomenal. So over 5,000 meals uh, were contributed through that effort. And then last weekend, we had 120 scouts that put flags out for the Ringgold Georgia Festival of Flags. Man, that was super fun, too. Did you go to that? Yeah, our our Cub Scout Pack 3177 was a part of that and really enjoyed um, seeing uh, all the kids out there working together seeing the the scouts bsa work with the cub scouts on you know learning the proper ways of how to put the flags up and everything was just super cool to see them interacting together during that time well thank you for participating in that and and, um, so all that has happened and what is exciting this week is it started yesterday and is continuing today and tomorrow and the day after 
And that is for the first time in two years, we are able to um, participate in what is our largest public service project, which is the placement of flags at the cemetery downtown, the Veterans Cemetery. And um, it's a little more complex this year. So I want to do a special shout out to all of our our troops and packs that are working on that because traditionally we go and we do it in one day. And I think it's was it fifteen thousand uh, uh, headstones that, that get yeah, decorated at so. that time. Hit the National Cemetery off Holtzclaw. Yep, that's yeah. it. And, and uh, they're having to split it up due to some uh, some COVID guidelines and do it. It's taken us, I think it's five days. Mm-hmm. Split and it normally over five we would days. do it in a morning, like there would be a ceremony and we'd be. There's so many kids that come out to it and just pay um, honored to our to our veterans. So special mm-hmm. shout out to those packs and troops because that's that's a an extra bit of service that's going on right now. So yeah, scouting for food, flag placements, honoring America on Memorial Day, um, and then as Commander Kyle said, we're gearing up for summer camp. Almost 1,100 total people coming in just three weeks. A very condensed amount of time this year. So very exciting. All right. Sounds great. Jared, uh, tell us about our special guest who's going to be joining us today on uh, Scout on Chattanooga. Yeah, very excited to have Susan Harris, the president and chief executive officer of Sea Rock City, Inc., here um, with us and in the studio to talk about Rock City, um, the other attractions that their uh, family of companies works with. And then I think she has some stories to share about her scouting experience. Had two sons that um, were in scouts. One of them is an Eagle Scout. And so it'll be exciting to have that conversation with Susan. All right. That sounds great. Okay. It is uh, time for us to take a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Area, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence, and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, we have got a guest joining us here in the studio that uh, we are all looking forward to uh, joining us today on Scout on Chattanooga. And it is my privilege to introduce Susan Harris. She's the president and chief executive officer of Sea Rock City. Hello, Susan. Hello. Well, thank you for joining us. I I know you're a very busy lady, so thank you for coming and uh, taking some time with us. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about scouts. Well, you have a scout story from a parent's point of view. Is that correct? I do. I do. From uh, with two 
two scouts that have two been scouts. so two different stories from two young men. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing those. But before we dive into that, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself, Susan, and then also uh, what you do at Rock City. Yeah, so I'm a native Chattanoogan um, and uh, uh, moved away from town for college and stayed in the Atlanta area for a little bit uh, until I had kids and then decided mm-hmm. to move back home. Um, so I think that's a lot of people's story, trying to find their roots and their family <laughs> connections. So mm-hmm. moved back here when my oldest child was three and uh, had a career in human resources. Uh, and that's actually what I went to Rock City uh, as the director of uh, organizational development, and human resources. Mm-hmm. What year would that have been? That would have been in 2008. Okay. So in the summer of 2008, and uh, and then was promoted to president's position in 2013, and and then last year to the CEO role. So I uh, tell folks that if you want to know about an organization that truly values its people, you can take a look at an organization that'll promote their top HR person to their top operational <laughs> leadership uh, <laughs> position. Well, that's a very good story that you've just shared. Uh, so tell us what is the day-to-day life for the president and CEO of Rock City? So what's uh, most interesting is everybody shortens Sea Rock City Inc. to Rock City because that's what we think about. Okay. So the company is Rock City Gardens and a whole lot of other things that you didn't know we did. Uh-huh. Um, so we have a uh, Grandview as a conference center and wedding facility. Uh, we have Battles for Chattanooga, which is a Civil War history museum and show. Uh, we have Clumpy's Ice Cream Company, which now, is I didn't a know that. fabulous addition to the wow. portfolio. That's outstanding. Uh, we have Riverview Inn, which is a boutique hotel uh, down on the side of uh, Lookout Mountain, actually on the other side, on the Tennessee side from where we are. We have a Starbucks uh, licensed store across the street from us at Rock City. And then we also have contracts with some other area attractions. So we manage retail, food, and ticketing at the Incline Railway, at the Charles H. Coolidge National Medal of Honor Heritage Center, which is a fabulous place, and scouts should go there if they haven't yet. That should be put into everybody's educational piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then recently, we've started working with the Creative Discovery Museum with their retail and food service. Oh, wow. So so we do a lot of things. Um, so my day-to-day could be almost anything, given all of those things. It's, it sounds like it. I, I grew up in Walker County, uh, visited Rock City many times growing up but i had no idea that all of that fell under the sea rock city umbrella it's uh it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun a lot of cool people working together creating memories worth repeating we have a great team so so susan i have to tell you and i i I don't i can't remember if i told you this already but um since we last spoke i did because you know i'm new to chattanooga and i also have a three and a half year old so similar to you except i'm not coming back i'm coming here for the first time and I told you I was going to go to Rock City. So we took Theodore to Rock City and he was really excited about something in particular. And it's quite funny. And that is the Santas. The Santas are what he calls the gnomes. gnomes. That's and awesome. he, he went on the whole trail looking. He saw one and he proceeded to look for all of them and point them all out. Do you know how many he counted? I have no idea. It was a bunch. There was a bunch. How many are there? I think 73 at last count. No is what, way. Is what wow. our innovation team told me. 73. So putting those out was just, I was just amazed that he caught that. You know, we're standing at the overlook and he's looking over. He's like, look, he's, look Santa, you know, it's the gnome. So anyway, now whenever we go, he looks for all the Santas and he tells people about it. 
that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> susan as a, as growing up and and i don't know if this is still part of your marketing campaign or not but i know growing up in the 80s and 90s and 2000s always see the rock city birdhouse you would see the barns that were painted rock city does is that still a tradition with rock city so it is um at the height of our barn uh advertising we had over 900 barns uh and that would go north as far as michigan south to florida east over to the carolinas and west to texas Mm -hmm. um and kind of all roads lead to rock city if you will oh yeah um that number has has reduced we have about uh i think about 75 relationships now with property owners with barns Mm -hmm. so you know properties change hand development comes in highways come in barns fall down um so we have about 75 that we have good active relationships with and we try to paint a couple every year um and uh and refresh those and work with our property owners so it's definitely still a part of our our strategy i think we have one at skymont i think we have a barn with sea rock city on it at skymont you've got me wondering i need to check with our ranger david to make sure it's up to date yeah, that would be fun because the last time I would have been at Skymont would have been before I was at Rock City. So that probably would not oh, have wow. connected in my head. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I have always admired that marketing campaign. It's just genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because y- you can travel all over and uh, you'll see that and it reminds you of home is the way I, I grew up thinking, you know, I, I would automatically think, oh, home's up here. Well, Sean, yeah. growing up in Nashville. I had never been to Rock City until I moved here to go to Chattanooga, but I knew Rock City. And so in in many ways, I knew Rock City is more of a Chattanooga identity than I did Chattanooga proper. So kudos to you guys for that. We uh, we just celebrated our 89th anniversary at Rock City Gardens last wow. week. Wow. So uh, so next year will be a big year. And I was going to say. 2022 will be, big, be on the 90th. Yeah, big plans. So we, be on we are working on that. Absolutely. You want to know how random I am? This is one of my favorite fun facts to ever teach people. But a lot of people don't know that putt-putt golf originated in Chattanooga. And it actually originated up at Rock City. Am I correct? No way. You are yeah. correct, Kyle. I think wow. it was green. It was it called Green Tom or Tom Green? Tom Thumb. Tom, Tom Thumb. Thumb. That's Golf. What it was. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have a hole uh, there at Rock City on our Legacy Lane part of the property where we look back at history, and we've got one of the original Santas, one of the original gnomes that was on the golf courses mm-hmm. there. There you go. Kyle I had no idea. The the there you go. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm hitting you with the knowledge. <laughs> so, Susan, is there any other facts you want to bring up? We're just gushing about Rock City right now. So, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, when you're when you're fortunate enough to have a business that's privately owned in the same family, multi generational. You know, there's so many families who have been able to visit with us. So, yeah, we could probably talk forever about that. Yeah. And we should probably talk about some of the other things on y'all's list as well. <laughs> Susan, <laughs> one thing that I have always wondered about, and then we'll move on into scouting is is there an is there a partnership of some kind between rock city and ruby falls there is so we are separately owned uh, but we absolutely do a lot of work together to uh, market to get Mm -hmm. our message out particularly outside of chattanooga Um, so folks want to know what they can do when they come to town and we want them to come to lookout mountain Um, Mm -hmm. so we want them to spend the whole day up on the mountain so that's rock city that's ruby falls that's the incline that's point park Uh, That's going out to Cloudland Canyon, which is a fabulous place. There's so much to do up on Lookout Mountain. And so we really work together to communicate so that people understand what options they have with all of the natural wonders that that are there on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like every time we turn around in Chattanooga, there's a new hotel being built. 
So hopefully many of those guests are coming to see Rock City. We believe that they are. <laughs> we believe we we put a lot of heads on beds in hotel rooms I in bet. Chattanooga. I we bet. absolutely well, I, do. I can tell you this from from going to Rock City in the middle of the pandemic. Um, it was a very organized and safe experience, and I know y'all had to adapt tremendously to make that possible. But uh, it was great to be outside because most of the walkthrough is outside, and so uh, me and my family went and had a great time. So kudos to you guys for organizing that. Thank you. There's a lot of learning on the fly, uh, <laughs> a lot of learning on the fly over the last 15 months. But again, you know, great team and and just a lot of commitment to creating that space for people like you to come visit. So we're very excited to have more of our team members vaccinated to have more guests vaccinated to begin to allow more people to come visit yeah. um so so we're really excited about our our summer holidays and everything that's coming up susan let's talk a moment about your history and in, in the relations with the boy scouts tell us how that began so my oldest son is 26 and i feel like he joined scouts as a i guess a tiger cub is that is mm-hmm. that right kyle yep um yeah, so we've been involved in however long that is, 21 years, um, wow. I guess. So uh, he was fortunate uh, to have a really large group of uh, kids in his first uh, pack, and they all actually crossed over and went to the same scout troop. I think we only lost a couple of kids, which I think is is really a, a, a great – I don't think it always happens that way, and, and certainly you guys can speak to that more. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then a, a decent number of Eagle Scouts that came out of that troop. So that's uh, Troop 223. So I'll make sure I get that part in there. Shout out. The, uh, <laughs> uh, from, from that perspective. And I know some of the leaders who are there are, are still there. I see them. It's actually the church I go to is the church where that troop is mm-hmm. uh, is based. Uh, and Jack's Eagle Scout project. So that child went on to become an Eagle Scout. Um, and his Eagle Scout project was at our church. So um, a lot of connection there. Uh, and then his younger brother uh, did what many younger brothers do, followed in his footsteps and started there and and actually followed in his footsteps in a lot of things up until he didn't anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I tell folks that my kids have two things in common, uh, blonde hair and parents. And, uh, <laughs> and that's about it. So, uh, so, Susan, you told me at one point, I think you told me that camping was your favorite activity, right? So I, I love camping. We camped a bunch <laughs> as kids um, uh, when my kids were little before they got into Scouts. And then when my youngest was in Cub Scouts, so I think this was the exact experience we were talking about when, when we chatted. So I ended up at a Cub and Partner camp because oh, my husband wasn't fun. available. My husband wasn't available. We did a lot of camping. My kids were used to camping. I felt really prepared for that. I'd never been camping with a bunch of elementary school boys. <laughs> so things that I chose like for meals and things like that didn't go over well. I'll just say that. No. I'll say that. The cub master who was there who, you know, was roasting hot dogs over the open fire and with the stick was a much more popular uh, meal preparer mm-hmm. than the mom with, you know, a more balanced, healthy meal. I'll just say that. I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot at that time. It was fun. So that was at Skymont. Was that uh, at our camp or at somewhere else? That was at Skymont. Yep. Wow. That's that's where I've been. And so I've, you know, been through the, gosh, you know, doing the hike, doing the BB. I'm trying to remember. It was a long time ago. That young man is 21. So uh, so it was a long time ago. But yeah, did all the activities with the, the group. And, and then both my kids did day camp up at Chester Frost Park uh, for many years when, when that was here. And so, yeah, so we, we have a good, good relationship, um, with scouting and, and really just very appreciative for what, for what our kids learned 
and and then the other piece of it my husband was involved in scouting um as the cub master uh and also as an adult volunteer and so that was just a great way for him to connect to the boys and and be available well thank you to him for for his volunteer service and for you as a parent too but i always wonder i'm assuming you were not in cub scouts or boy scouts growing up i I was not i was not i was not in girl scouts either so i had no scouting experience whatsoever so as an adult and and you're going through this did you have a a particular uh, event or activity or element that you were particularly appreciative to or that you learned something or that you had the most fun doing as an adult Oh yeah, so um, so we had a great experience. My uh, my my oldest, as he was going through his uh, Eagle Scout work um, and kind of coming up, he already had his uh, review board of review. See, mm-hmm. I'm struggling to find the terms. You got it's it. It's been you a little it. while, but um, he had his board of review coming up, and he uh, found out that he was missing a requirement. Uh oh. Uh oh. One of the citizenship requirements. And it involved going to a local uh, legislative body. So I get a call frantic from him one afternoon as he is about to go to football practice and says, I have to find a council meeting, a committee meeting today. Like I have to get the stuff to them tomorrow. Oh, my. So I spent the next 15 minutes searching around to find where we would do that. And we ended up at a fabulous Eastridge City Council meeting. Um, it was awesome. Uh, and uh, and there was, you know, sometimes small town council meetings just get interesting. And, and I believe we were, there was a lot of, there was a lot of issues being discussed that day, including some regulations around pet goats and some other things. So, yeah, so it was fun. You know, it was a, it was a good experience as a parent. Wow. So what do you think uh, your your boys, what do you think they enjoyed the most from their perspective? I would definitely say the outdoor activities and the confidence that they got from that. Um, my oldest, when he went away to college, He ended up, as I think a lot of people do, you know, choosing a field of study that ended up not being a great match and then kind of took some time off from from college. And and we were sitting around talking one day and I said, you know, what is it? What is it that you want to do? What is it that you like? Not not what do you want to major in, but what do you envision yourself doing and spending Mm -hmm. your time with? And after much thought, he said, I think I'd like to be a professional Eagle Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably help make that happen. And I said, what does that even mean? But it meant being outdoors and being self-sufficient and working with other people in community and, and being a part of something bigger than yourself and, and finding a way to be of service and, and all of those kind of things. And so fast forward, and now he's on staff at a, at a high school, and he's a part of creating that type of community and environment for the boys that he interacts in in the athletic department. So, wow, that's great. So it's really a fun connection just to the things he learned in, in Scouts and the things he, he got exposure to. Susan, perhaps there's a mom or dad out there listening. They have a young son or young sons like what you had in their teens and they've only been in scouting for a few years. Is there anything that any advice or any suggestions you would have for those parents to uh, sort of guide their son in, in, in a scouting direction or any recommendations, anything come to your mind? 
I think the biggest thing for me was to learn what I didn't know mm-hmm. and to understand that it was good for me to step aside and let the kids be in the community, in their pack or in their troop. Um, and that I didn't have to be involved in all that, that there are great people who are involved as leaders. There are great people creating experiences. The experiences are amazing. They have great memories with their dad of specific hikes or campouts, overnights. And so it was really important to me to just to just back off a little bit yeah. and trust the community of scouting um, and not have to be all up into every minute of what was happening. Very good advice because I could see where a parent's sort of trying to hold their hand so to speak and maybe baby them or micromanage them a little bit you see that very often uh cub master Kyle? Well, you know i'm in cub scouts so we're very you know family oriented the family goes camping together the family um you know the family helps earn some of our requirements and stuff but just like i had um talked to my weebelows that are becoming second year weebelows or on their path to arrow of light you know there's a point in time where you can go to your parents and ask for help but when it comes to scouts bsa boy scouts whatever you want to call our you know our older scouts there becomes a point in time where you have to make the decision for yourself whether you want to keep going to continue on and try to earn the rank of eagle or are you just and i put it this way the, the there's you know, we talk about the flame of scouting a lot and you can let that burn out. Are you going to let your flame burn out or are you going to kind of continue your own legacy of being getting to the point of being an Eagle Scout? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you see that a lot of time with with the older kids. Um, it takes a lot to be an Eagle Scout. And I applaud um, every single one that uh, that I've ever met. I didn't realize near as much as what it takes to be one even after you become one until you you know you get a little older in life and you know like your son kind of went through it and he saw that he wanted to do outdoor things and he would without being in scouts he would have never had that opportunity to realize where his passions truly lie am i correct you are absolutely correct you're absolutely correct so susan i'm also proud to be able to say that within the next probably 30 days maybe a tad longer we should have um, our first nationally confirmed female eagle scout and you know i think about your personal story you know working up through the ranks in a family company and becoming i think the first female ceo of that company the first non-family member ceo of that company so i would like to ask you as we have young ladies that are making their first way to being the first female Eagle Scouts here, is there anything you'd like to say to them specifically? You know, when I when I think about just for for anybody to take the opportunity, and, and it's a bit like Kyle said, to, to make that choice of what you want to pursue. I, I don't know, so I, I don't know that I have a, a particular strong opinion one way or another about uh, girls in scouting. Um, again, I don't have any any background in in Girl Scouts, so I don't I don't have any real and I and I didn't birth any girls, so, um, so so none of those are experiences for me to have have spent a lot of time considering. But I but I think that the key that that is learned in Scouts and the key that is so important for people is is setting goals, learning about things that are different taking risks on experiences that are outside your comfort zone, hmm. um, pushing yourself. And, and so all of those kind of things, I think, 
certainly cross genders, they cross activity levels, that the independence, the willingness to take risks, the willingness to to meet other people, to to step out are skills that will help you regardless of what your activities you choose or your career path down the road. Well, Susan, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your inspiring story. And I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that uh, you have uh, made a little bit of a difference in their way of thinking and the way they look at scouting. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting us and for keeping scouting alive here in in Chattanooga and and giving that exposure to folks and and knowing what great opportunities are out here. Well, thank you. And, and, And I'm assuming that now I don't just have to follow the barns to rock city there's probably other ways i can find out more information about rock city how, how would i do there that there is so the easiest way to find out more information about rock city and it's actually uh very connected to the barns it is the the message the call see rock city see rockcity.com right there on the web you can get all the information that you need all right susan harris president and chief executive officer of sea rock city all right it's time for us to take a quick break for jared pickens cubmaster kyle i'm sean whitfield and more scout on chattanooga to come after this brief message we'll be back with more this is scout on chattanooga the podcast at the boy scouts of america our oath remains a scout pledges to be kind helpful and brave We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where Scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. Oh, hello there. My name is Dax, and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout, like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities. We make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun. We play sports, go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the best versions of themselves. Visit BeAScout.org to find a pack near you. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. And welcome into our June edition of the Campfire Conversation, where we talk to real scouts about real things. Cubmaster Kyle here, also Jared Pickens as well. And we have a new friend with us. Levi is on with us today. Levi, how you doing, buddy? Good. Good. Well, Levi, I hear that you just uh, crossed over the bridge not too long ago into a scouts bsa troop am i uh, am i correct yes sir awesome so what we're talking about is in cub scouts uh once you earn your weebelos and your arrow of light you're then uh, you really do cross over a bridge into boy scouts or scouts bsa so levi just did that so before we get to talking kind of about your crossover into boy scouts or scouts bsa Buddy, I first got to ask you, Cub Scouts, how was it for you? Did you get started as a lion, as a tiger? How young were you when you first got your start in Cub Scouts? Whenever I first got into Scouts, I was a tiger. Uh, you know what? Funny story. I was a tiger as well. They were not lions um, when I first got in. So, Levi, you got to tell me. So, you started as a tiger scout, right? Yes, sir. In Cub Scouts. So why did you do that? Why did you why did you become a tiger? I really don't know why I became a tiger, but 
I just love scouts. Is there anything that you um, really remember from that first year of scouting that stands out to you? Uh, yeah, uh, the Palmer Derby cars and all that. I had a very fun time doing that. Gotcha. So your Pinewood Derby car was your favorite? Yes, sir. What year do you think that you had the fastest Pinewood Derby car as a Cub Scout? That's a hard thing because I basically all had the same thing because I've mostly made him flex cars. Oh, gotcha. That's awesome. Like so did right. you do like like Jeeps one year and like sports car the next, but they were both camouflage or did you just do, you just doubled down and you were like, here's my design, I'm sticking with it. I'm just gonna improve it and make it better. And I did Carl Edwards one time. Oh, that's awesome. Can you talk a little bit to me? Can you tell me about how you made your Pinewood Derby car? What were the steps involved? But first uh, I had my goat uh, cut off some pieces and I painted it and then I had the weights. Now, now your goat, for, for those out there listening, the goat, you don't mean an actual goat. You mean your granddad, right? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Because that, that would be a unique car that an actual goat helped you build, right? And Come impressive. Back to Kyle. And <laughs> that would impressive. be very impressive. <laughs> so, so what was the most difficult part of making the car, in your opinion, Levi? Painting it. Really? You're not a painter? No, sir, I'm not. But you said it was a camouflage car, so that makes sense. You know, that that would be, you, you probably, I mean, I don't even know how I'd go about making a camouflage car. Uh, My painting. mom mostly uh, did the tracing, I did the painting. Well, that's awesome, though, because you had a vision, right? You had a, a perspective. You were like, hey, you wanted a particular outcome. You just had to figure out how to get there. Yes. I, I love um, how you had Goat and you had your mom also helping you a lot with your Pinewood Derby car. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that Cub Scouting is really family scouting. The whole family participates in Cub Scouts along with their scouts. So when you go camping, the family goes camping with you. Let me ask you this. Did you get to go um, camping with, with your family a bunch while you're in Cub Scouts? Uh, yes, I have. What was your favorite camping trip that y'all got to go on? Uh, Cubby Partner. Cub and Partner is a weekend always in the fall that's up at Skymont Scout Reservation. What was your favorite thing at Cub and Partner that you got to do? Like, was it the fishing, the, the fishing was? Yes, sir. Very Did you catch cool. anything? Uh, I'm pretty sure I caught a cat and a bass. A catfish and a bass in, in just a couple hours? Well, that's pretty well, good. In a few hours, like four hours. Four hours? <laughs> that's it awesome. It took me a while. Do you remember... Uh, who helped you work on that? My uh, stepdad, not papa. Oh, good. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what are some other activities that you really enjoyed in Cub Scouts? Hiking, shooting, and all that. Gotcha. So you stayed pretty busy in Cub Scouts, right? Yes, sir. But now you have earned your wee blows last year. This year you became your arrow of light and you crossed over. Now what, you want to give your troop a shout out? What troop did you uh, move into, Levi? Uh, troop 224. So you're representing Chickamauga, right? Yes, sir. Awesome, buddy. Well, I know that you recently got to go on some of your first camping trips and that sort of things with the troop. Can you kind of can you kind of tell us about maybe that first night of that troop meeting, you know, what it felt like to be a Scouts BSA troop member instead of uh, instead of a Cub Scout? It felt very good uh, seeing a whole lot of more people and all that and uh, learning more. So Scouts BSA, that's a whole lot different than Cub Scouts, right? Like when you were in Cub Scouts, it was always parents or other adult leaders that did all of the teaching, right? But Scouts BSA is a little different. Can you kind of explain to us what happens during a troop meeting 
um, for Troop 224. We mostly do uh, kids helping out and everything, talking to us. Like we have Elijah Blesh uh, teaching us how to tie and stuff, refreshing our memories. That's great. So have you, in, in Cub Scouts, you were in dens, which is denoted by a certain type of animal. Like a minute ago, you told us about how you were starting out as a tiger and you work your way up through Weebelows, which is just another one of those den, those ranks. And then eventually your arrow of light and, and you were able to cross over into this Scouts BSA troop that you and Cub Master Kyle talked about. But I think that there's something similar in Scouts BSA because you have, instead of a den, you have a patrol. Yes, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about your patrol that you have? Well, um, our patrol name is uh, Night Owls, and um, we mostly do uh, very fun stuff like gaming, uh, making our game. So you have so you have a small group of people, some of which you were probably involved in Cub Scouts with, and they may have moved up with you, and you're in this Night Owl Patrol, which is the name of your patrol and you guys all share some similar interests and activities that you work on together. Mm -hmm. All right, so you got the Night Owl Patrol, you're in Troop 224, and now it's time to go camping. Just a few short weeks ago, you got to go on one of your first camping trips as a Scouts BSA troop member, which was a camporee, am I right? You got to go to your first John Ross District camporee. That yes, was at, Where was it at? Was it at Camp Columbus? Is that where it was? Yes, sir. Can you tell me about some of the stuff that you did there? How was setting up camp? Was that a little different for you than what you were used to in Cub Scouts? We set up everything very quickly and took it down very quickly. And what was your uh, some of the activities that you participated in while you were at the campery? Axe throwing, compass working and stuff, and um, whacking wheel relay. And um, can't remember which one it was, but uh, me and my goat, me, my brother and my goat, uh, each other in it. Oh my goodness. So Levi, well, here's what I want to know. On your first camp out that you just talked about, everybody knows, well, I mean, not everybody, but most people know that to me, the most important thing about going camping is what you're going to eat. So what did y'all eat? And did you get to make it yourself? Did other people make it? Like, tell me about the food situation. Well, the first day I made, uh, and my friend, we made uh, pancakes and bacon. We put, um, we put um, cinnamon in it, in our pancakes. And it was, nice. They were very good. It sounds good. You're making me hungry right now. So did you have any other campsite responsibilities with your troop? Washing, cleaning, washing. Well, that doesn't, so. that doesn't sound too fun. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> was it your first time going through and doing that? Or is that something you carried over with you from a skill you carried over with you from uh, Cubs First time I, did, uh, I did it and everything. All right, so Levi, you're headed to your first Scouts BSA summer camp here in a few short weeks, right? Yes, Are you sir. Going to, you're going to Skymont Scout Reservation for a whole week. It's your first time. Are you getting the jitters? Are you excited? What uh, What are you looking forward to uh, going to a Boy Scout summer camp this year? Well, I'm very excited about doing it because I've been wanting to go to summer camp with my brother and my grandfather and all of them. So. Is there any particular activities that you're looking forward to most? Uh, shooting. What kind of shooting? I don't know if they'll have it this year, but uh, bow and arrow shooting, archery. Archery? Yeah, absolutely. At Weebo's uh, camp, I, w I won first place in uh, getting the bullseye for archery. Oh, wow. that's awesome. That's fantastic. 
buddy, we really, really um, hope that you have a great time at your first year of summer camp and make sure that you keep your tent good and clean. <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs> and always keep a pair of dry socks on you. Okay. I will. All right, Levi. Well, we are really looking forward to hearing more from you come out of Scouts BSA. And buddy, just keep on working hard and get that tenderfoot rank, which I'm sure you'll uh, you'll accomplish at Skymont Summer Camp this year. And the uh, the trail ends at Eagle, buddy. But it really doesn't. Just ask the goat, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity to do this. No problem, buddy. We really appreciate you coming on with us, and we can't wait to see all of the things that you accomplish in Scouts BSA. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, uh, it's time for us to come to a close Jared, any final words before we go? Well, I'll tell you something I learned today, and that was that the first putt-putt golf course was at Sea Rock <laughs> City. I mean, that is crazy. That yeah. is interesting. I think it was 1934. I hope I'm you came correct. away with a lot more than just that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Susan's just a delightful person, and I think it's great to have um, people like that that are in, in positions of leadership here in our community and trying to give back, and she's certainly doing that. And uh, it's great to hear about her positive scouting experience. Yeah. And I enjoyed the exchange between Cubmaster Kyle and her because they connected on this Cub Scout experience they both had. Yeah, we um, it was it was very cool to talk to Miss Susan. And uh, if you haven't been to Rock City, I would urge all of you to go up there. And if you're a packer, if you're a unit in the Chattanooga area, I know that they do a lot of group rates as well. So y'all can go as a group and go up there and uh, and just enjoy the day. For a lot of Cub Scout packs, that would be a great summertime outdoor activity. Yeah, that just would. saying. Jared, uh, want to mention save the date? Save the date. Is there a save the date we should let folks know about in September? Absolutely. It is time to start talking about our annual Friends of Scout and Luncheon. Um, this has been going for over 17 years, and the date for this year was impacted due to COVID. We normally do it in the February and early March time frame, and we weren't able to do that. And we do have the date reserved September the 28th for lunch at the Chattanooga Convention Center in downtown Chattanooga with um, special speaker and guest Colonel Tillman, who piloted nine on 9-11, piloted Air Force One, and has uh, a story which I've never heard, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it, about the day of the 9-11 attacks and responding because um, Air Force One was in the air at the time. And uh, I'm really excited to hear that story. You guys have probably heard it already a few times. I think he came maybe eight years ago, um, but excited, really excited to have him back. And more importantly, just excited to get, uh, you know, six, 700 people together to talk about what scouting does for our nation and community and mm-hmm. and to uh, to remember um, the 9-11 situations and uh, scouting's working every day to make sure that our community is better and better. And so thank you to everyone for participating. And more important of that, uh, I have not been asked to speak at it, so you will not have to listen to my rambling. 
Um, the day is the day is yet. young, come, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> hey, could you, could you, Jared? I'm going to recommend that uh, you ask Cub Master Kyle to say the blessing at the event. You've added an extra thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have had the opportunity to hear uh, Mr. Tillman's uh, message, and it is a fascinating story that he has to share. So I would encourage anyone out there listening that uh, if you want to do something to support scouting and you also want to have a good time and hear a great story, be sure and mark that date on your calendar and come out and support support the uh, Boy Scouts of Chattanooga. Jared, any uh, anything else we need to cover before we uh, wrap it up? Well, I don't know that we've mentioned it in our opening segment, um, but I'll mention it in the closing segment that also excited because, you know, we've got a handful of uh, – scouts bsa girl only troops and those troops are planning on having their first female eagle scouts here starting over the summer and i think that's just a really exciting time mm-hmm. um and uh you know we continue to have lots of male eagle scouts already this year so it's fascinating to see these young people achieve their dreams of becoming the top ranked scouts in the area and prepared to move on into the world and change the world for the better mm-hmm. all right that sounds great All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. We thank you for listening, and be sure to click on the subscribe button for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. So long, everyone. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. 